I went to my local monthly car show, Machines and Macchiatos, at Harbord, which supports the Care Bears and Cure Brain Cancer charities, which usually has a couple of lovely old Jaguars on display. To show the old and the new together, I borrowed the latest F-Type Jaguar. We parked it next to a beautiful yellow E-Type owned by a bloke called Murray. We sat in the F-Type and had a chat. You may hear some cars go past in the background. I began by asking Murray what model his car was. I've got a 1972 E-Type Series 3. When did you buy it? About six years ago. Okay. You use it a lot? Not as often as I should. My mechanic tells me I need to drive it more often. <laughs> it's probably done since I, in the. It's probably done two thousand miles a year since I've had it. Okay. Is it on historic plates? No, I keep it on uh, full rego, mostly because of the private plates that I've got, yes. which is ETV twelve, mm. and that was the plate that was on it when I bought it in Queensland with Queensland plates. And when I came back to Sydney, I was able to get the New South Wales plates the same. Ah. And the lady I bought it from had lost her husband. And I thought uh, it'd be nice just to keep it the same. Mm -hmm. So I actually have sent her photos of it with the ah. new plates on it, which she was delighted with. That's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. That, that. Now, you're six foot five, six foot six? Yeah, about six five these days. As I get older, I get shorter. Can you get into this one? It is the convertible. Having the top down helps. Top down makes it really easy. I still am a bit large with it. Like, if you look at the car, it's actually missing the sun visors. That was just impeding my vision when uh -huh. I was driving it, so I took those off. But when the roof's up, I basically have the seat further back. It's like any short, any low car to get into for someone of my size, but it's, I can do that. It's, it's quite, quite enough room for me to drive it. How did you go getting into the F-Type? It was more difficult. <laughs> I'm sitting here, I'm not quite sure what to do with my legs. And sadly, David, you might have to take me with you because I can't get out. <laughs> Is that just your love of Jaguars or, or the practicality? <laughs> I didn't think I'd be uh, uh, wedded to one of these for a long time at all. You wouldn't want the airbags to go off. It might take your kneecaps with you. Yeah, I've got no chance of actually hitting my face on the knee bag. That's one thing that's probably probably quite good. <laughs> uh, so, But you've got the what uh, 1972, so it's actually the E-Type's got a little bit longer wheelbase, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. It's uh, what they call a Series 3. Um, the interesting thing with my car, I'll say, when I say 72, that's when it was delivered to Australia. It's actually an Australian-delivered car. It arrived here, say, February 72. It's a little bit longer. I think it's something like eight or nine inches longer. And for someone of my size, you, you need that in the cabin. Uh, mm. The Series 1 and the Series 2, I, I can't get in. They're just too tight for me. You can see that very much with the doors, can't you? Yeah, that's where you notice the difference in size. The doors on those earlier models are much shorter. You can, you can see that. If you park mine next to it as well, there's also some, so some other things that you'll notice when you see a Series 3, and that's the flared guards. They're actually popper guards out a little bit more as well. The early... E-type Jaguars, and I believe Sir William Lyons even regretted this, was that the tyres didn't fill the wells and they tended to look a little bit gawky in that regard. I think the later ones, it looks a more complete package. I think that's right. The, uh, the early, well of course the technology in the tyres has changed so much in time and even in 72 I think the tyres are very different to what you could get in the 60s. So it does very much fill the guards. If you look at mine, it's also it doesn't have the wires on it. I had the I have the wires at home, right? And I drive with the pro lights just because it's so much simpler if you're driving more often than I do. But if you're driving around the streets, 
you don't get the problems you get with wire wheels. Bumping them and things? Yeah, you can send them out of balance, I found. Oh. I found that if you hit a pothole or something, they go out of balance and uh, you'd have to have them worked on again. Yes. So I went to these Pro Lights, which are just more drivable. As I say, I've kept the original wheels for it because I've got it's a matching numbers car with all of the original parts on it. Now, you don't have the uh, injected V12, do you? You're no. still carburetted. Yeah, that's the, the Series 3s were all carburetted. I believe that they didn't go to injection until it was the uh, XJS. Hmm. Is that a little hard to keep tuned? Do you, are you on first name terms, speed dial with a mechanic? Yeah, I have a very good mechanic because <laughs> it's got four Strombergs on it. I could probably do two. I can't do four. <laughs> so uh, my mechanic is, Evo, is very, very good and very, very helpful. I think that's the prerequisite of owning a classic car, and particularly, a, I say, a V12 with carburetors. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I was very fortunate. A friend of mine races an earlier model E-Type, and uh, he put me onto this guy just when I first bought mine. And he's been sensational for me. And as you say, it's just a prerequisite. Minor things go wrong with it, and you're looking under that bonnet and you think to yourself, what do I do now? And so I tow it to my mechanic. <laughs> Have you had other Jaguars? No, I haven't, actually. Um, I've had lots of different cars, but never a Jaguar. Well, I, I never thought I'd get one of these, so I think I was very fortunate to find it. What was the passion? Why? why? I wanted a nice car, um, a classic car of some sort. I actually was looking for an American car, but I Corvette in particular, but I don't fit in a Corvette. And I never thought I'd be able to find or afford one of these. I think the stars aligned for me, and it just came up. It was a good car. The lady that was selling it was interesting because she hadn't, she had actually knocked back a couple of people that came to look at it because she didn't like the people, (laughs) and she wouldn't let them buy her husband's car because her husband had passed away. And we clicked. We got on very, very well, and she allowed me to buy it, which I think was quite a good price at the time. And, uh, you know, as I say, the stars aligned. It's lovely in the sense of wanting it to go to a good home. Oh, it was, it was amazing. It was a much-loved car. I was very fortunate that when, I, when we looked at it, I had a friend with me that was a motor mechanic uh, in Brisbane, and he had a look at it, and he just went, just buy this car. It's just one of those cars that, you know, they don't come along very often. And You'll keep it? That's the plan. I've told my son that I'm going to be buried in it. <laughs> and my son, who's 24-year-old son, suggested that that won't happen because I won't know what I'm buried in and who's keeping the car. <laughs> you get a replica. <laughs> yeah, he loves it. He has driven it, um, but he doesn't like to drive it. He gets a bit scared driving it. it. It's a sensitive car to drive, isn't it? It, it was the time, and we are talking a little earlier about Norman Dewis who's just died, who was their yeah. test driver. It was real seat-of-the-pants stuff, wasn't it? It was a real one that if it rained, you knew you were going to have to concentrate particularly hard. Look, this, uh, I find, with the weight in the front, it mm. understeers a lot. So in the, in the wet, you tend to have to drive it, I suggest almost like a motorbike, if you're going to drive it quickly. That's, you know, load up the front before you start looking at any corners. But Under brakes. And under brakes, yeah, and just try and set it up. So you actually got the weight on the, the front of it, but not over it. So you're not trying to sort of drive through the corner. It's mm. it's a really interesting, uh, interesting thing to drive. Mm. So it's part of the family now, is it? Are you renowned for it? Do you do you take it to family events? Is it is it your signature? 
I don't think I can trust my family around it. So <laughs> I didn't want to reflect on your family no, at all. <laughs> I tend to, what I tend to do is just drive it to things like this or some afternoons if I just want to get away, I'll just go for a drive up the beaches and things like that. So, mm. And just try and get out and, and nice drives. Like I go down to, uh, I often go down to Scarborough, down mm. near Wollongong, mm. or I go up to Palm Beach, just... You get in it. I remember years ago, a friend of mine had a nice car, and he said to me, "When you get in it and drive it, particularly with the roof down, all the effort's worthwhile." And I think that's right. You have a tough week, and I get in this and go for a drive, and it just feels like I've been okay. You know, it's been one of those weeks that I can cope with. A colleague of mine had one of these F types, and he said that he he felt it was almost. Uh, sacrilegious to try and push too hard it was just elegance it had if you had to overtake it was lovely boom around you went but you didn't have to do that to show off you enjoyed the car as you would enjoy a good wine i think with the series three e-type that's the same one of the criticisms of it when it was first put out was they'd taken the sports car out of it and it became a grand tourer but i love the idea of a grand tourer like on the on the highway this thing is just perfect to drive in well you see that a sports car is really only for the racetrack yeah and particularly now these have so much horsepower you 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 can't use it on the main road you can tour that's and i think gt grand touring is a beautifully elegant term often abused and you've got for me the series 3 type particular is just that's the right proportions. It's just, it doesn't lope along, but it's just really a pleasant drive when you're out on the highway in top gear, just cruising along. Manual? Mine's a manual, yes. It's, I do have the original four-speed box for it, hmm. but I've actually put a Mark II overdrive box in it just to make it easier on the highways, hmm. which is it changes the fuel consumption somewhat on the highways. The V12 would still have the torque to adequately quote when you're in overdrive? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it drives... You know, the torque goes from the lowest speed right through to any speed you want to actually just put your foot down and you just feel it pulling away. It makes it uh, easier to drive, doesn't it? It makes it less effort to drive it because you're not having to frantically make sure you've got the right gear. If you're, you're one or two out, it's still got that power to be able to pull you out of it. Absolutely, but then it may also make you a little bit lazy because <laughs> you don't have to change gears. Yeah, there was that time where you really had to work with the car. That's it? right, yes. I've owned <laughs> yeah. a few of those in my day, but this is... So you drive in traffic, you just keep it in second gear and you can just almost pull away from the lights in second gear. The F-Type that we're sitting in at the moment it pays homage to the E-Type enough? Does it appeal to you? Oh, yeah, I love the shape of these. Uh, if I fitted in them, I'd be much happier. <laughs> but I think they've gone back to those lines that they should have gone back to. I mean, you have the XKs, XKRs and all those, which I think have beautiful lines similar to the Aston Martin and the like. Very much so. But these are the lower, sleeker, almost back to the, back to the design and the style of the old E-types for me. I do love these cars. There's a nice little hints of the original uh, uh, Series 1 and 2, I think, uh, E-types with the round lights at the back. You've got the square t- t- uh, tail lights on yours. But, of course, you've still got the two exhaust pipes out of the centre of the car. Yeah, I uh, mine has the two. You often see them with the four whale pipes, whale tail. Hmm. Um, I, I actually don't know what the difference is. I understand that the twos were 
uh, standard and the fours were an option. It seems like a lot of people went for the four. I'm glad I've got the twos, but that classic style, as you say, of the back of this F-Tight with the old Series 1s and Series 2, that, that's part of the classic shape of it and the look of it. Mine was getting more modern. They were getting some influence as well from the American market. They had to do certain things in the American market. But you see those little things. People actually don't pick up those differences unless they're into cars and they start noticing those things. Was this a, a car of your youth? Did you lust after this car when you were young? Oh, I, th I don't think anyone of my age had, didn't lust after an E-Type. <laughs> I never thought I'd buy one. I never thought I'd own one. As I said, I had a, the stars aligned for me, and uh, I love the fact I own it, and I cherish it. Murray, lovely to talk to you. Thank you for Thanks your time. Thanks for your time, David. And that was Murray McArdle, owner of a beautiful 1973 E-Type Jaguar convertible, and we were sitting in a 2019 F-Type Jaguar.